Please turn in your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians, and we're going to be looking at chapter 3, verses 6 through 9 this evening. I'm going to speak on something here for just a minute as we build a front porch uh, on a subject I'm not too familiar with, but it seems to really help to get our minds where where we need to go tonight to consider the message. You know, because I'm not a computer guy, but I do understand that that companies, organizations, corporations have a computer network and operation throughout their businesses. Most of them do. I know a few mom and pop businesses and they still use pencil and paper and they haven't gone to computers. But most of them, and especially the bigger ones, are going to have a a network throughout their business. And the only way that this network can function is because of the servers. All right? You see, it's the servers that enables the computers to all communicate with one, with one another so that the computers within the company, all of them, can be on the same page. The productivity of a company is enhanced because the servers are in place and they're doing their job. We're going to talk about service to the Lord tonight on a Sunday night, Mother's Day evening. You might expect, we appreciate every member of the church, but just simply speaking and the way it is everywhere, you just might expect the core of the church to be here. God wants a church full of Christians with a heart full of love for Him, and for one another, who are networked together as servers. Service to the Lord should bring a unity to the people of God. Servants of God giving themselves for the greatest productivity possible for the glory of God. Verses 3 through 6 I'm sorry, 6 through 9 in chapter 3, we could easily include verse 5, but there's four things I want us to focus on here. And as Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, he says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now, he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. God's purpose for this message for us tonight is to teach us about being servers together in a network for the Lord, if you will, in unity, serving in different areas with diversity of talents 
and without division. We keep our focus on one goal and one aim as we all serve the Lord together. And that brings us together when we keep our aim and our focus where it should be. In the beginning of this chapter, Paul is addressing Christians who are divided. There's there's servants in the church, in the church at Corinth, but there is some division that is going on. There are those in the church who are driven by their feelings, by favoritism, by envy. There is strife among the servers in the church at Corinth, and they're separated, and they're in cliques. The network has been broken up. But Paul doesn't just tell them where they are wrong. He shows them and tells them how to correct this wrong. And there are some things that we can share, starting here in verse 6, that provide a remedy for a serving church that could become severed. There is a remedy for it. So let's first look in verse 6 at a responsibility. Paul writes, I have planted, Apollos watered. There are those in the church saying, well, Paul's my favorite. Others are saying, man, I really like that Apollos. I, I kind of feel like I follow him kind of exclusively, just him. And there's some divisions that are going on because of this. Look, Paul preached the Messiah and Apollos motivated those that Paul was preaching the Messiah to. They were both preachers, but you understand you had two different talents, especially within these two men that are going on. Tim is in our music ministry here at the church. Brother Ron is in the money ministry here at the church. Okay? When Christians are willing to serve... They are guided into a specific individual work given by God just for them. You know, we, we, we start learning to serve in general, if you will. You know, we, we just start getting plugged in, if you will, and we get involved. There's a, there's a fundraiser going on, and, and, and so a, a, a new member or a new Christian comes up and gives of their time on that Saturday, and the ball game stays there on the TV, and they're at the church, and they're, they're working in the fundraiser and doing what they can there to get involved, and, and, and then there just other things. I want to join the choir. And so somebody joins the choir. And and so there's this this service that we get involved in in general. There's There's a general way of serving. But as we serve and as we learn to serve and as we're surrendering to the Lord, there seems to be this specific walk that is narrowed down into a personal calling from your Creator. What a, what a blessing that is in your personal relationship with the Lord. Think about John there as Jesus 
took out time from dying on the cross to say, John, take care of my mother. What an affirmation of love for our Lord to us that He would so personally call us to do something for Him. The Master gives a mission to His servants. Your Redeemer lets you have a responsibility and the work of God, and it may be that no one else in the church would do that very thing that you do, and it's given to you by heaven. To serve God, to have a responsibility divinely given. It's different than any other Christians in their area of service. It's a diverse talent. It's something individually that God does in you. We obviously see the negative things that can come about if you read the verses before this verse, starting in the beginning of this chapter. There are negative things that can come about from the different people that serve in different ways in the church. We've taken a look at that. But a portion of the remedy that we're going to share tonight, the remedy for different areas and diverse talents that we have and being able to do it without division, we find it here, first of all, in the end of verse 6. Paul, said, Paul says, I've planted, I've, I've got this work that, I've, that God's given me to do. And, and Apollo says, watered, but God gave the increase. Here is the common, binding, unifying denominator among different responsibilities in service. We all have this in common as God uses us to do different things, and that is God enlarges our effort when we put it forth to serve the Lord. I knew a, a man that was saved and God didn't call him to preach. God didn't call him to sing. God didn't call him uh, to teach or anything like that. But he could play the guitar. He wasn't professional with his guitar. He had a lot to learn in playing the guitar, but he surrendered to that service to the Lord that he would play his guitar for the Lord and God gave him opportunities to play his guitar. He, he still had a long way to go, but he took advantage of an opportunity to serve God with his guitar. And you know what he did? He depended upon God. He saw his weakness. He saw his lack of full ability. And he depended upon the Lord to bless his guitar playing. And I kid you not, the testimony is people would approach this man that did not wow him with his professionalism. But they said there's something special about the way you play that guitar. God gives the increase. And, and that takes us to our next point that we are going to look at. The results. As we're being unified here in service, we see that God gave the increase and then the results in verse 7. So then neither is he that planteth anything, 
Neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. He said the very same thing, very close together. He repeated himself. There is significance in the importance of us understanding this as well as Corinth. Do you see what's happening here? Paul is talking about how he planted and Apollos watered. But all of a sudden, when we're starting to get into the, the unity and the lack of division, Paul takes a step back and he's stepping out of the spotlight. He's taking his name back. He's taking he and Apollos back and he's placing God in the forefront of this situation because God is the remedy for division among those that serve. Paul saying, and it just in a simple way, when we get down to the fruit of our labors, Apollos and I aren't worthy to even be mentioned. It is God who brings about the results from the work that is done from Him. And only God can do that. Christians can only do what God enables them to do and permits them to do. Therefore, we put forth, we put forth a, a precise effort in a, in a particular area. God calls us and enables us and it permits us to serve Him. Therefore, we put effort into ministry work. But God does not give you or I the ability to produce the results from our labor. That goes for the preacher, that goes for the singer, that goes for the teacher, that goes for everybody in any ministry position whatsoever, anyone that serves the Lord. God has never enabled you and I to bring forth the results. That is His business. That's what He does. We have individual talents and we're in a particular ministry. But when we focus on this truth, that, that there is something that is, that is very common among every single one of us, and that is none of us can bring about the results in ministry work. This is God. And when we think about this, this brings unity among the people of God. We have a common bond that we've all been saved from our sins by Jesus Christ and we're going to heaven and we have a very similar common bond that only God can finish what He allows us to start and to work in and to do. We are all together nothing and neither is our toil without God blessing it. That, sh that should be on the forefront of our minds all the time. Without God blessing and using and producing fruit from it, we are nothing and what we do is nothing. The individual success that we experience in service all comes from the same source. This puts all of God's workers together on the same page, on even keel. Some would say you do not have 
you do not have one greater than the other. You, we are all on the level playing field. In all of our separate functions and various ministries, there's something identical for all of us. It is God who grows the ministries. It is God who changes the lives of people who are within the ministries under leaders in the ministries. That is God's exclusive job that is all to himself. He does that. When this, when this is the worker's constant meditation, there is harmony among those people of God with different talents, with different abilities, doing different things. When, when we meditate on this, that we can't do it without God. And I'm not talking about just lip service. I, I, th- I, think, I think it really comes to the forefront of our mind when someone wants to give us uh, a compliment about something we're doing. And, and, and that's okay. And I believe people ought to be encouraged. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of learned wrong in some ways from, from some people. I know everybody ought to do their work for the Lord. But I think a thank you is very valuable every now and then. I think we should appreciate the workers of God. But let us keep our focus on the fact that without God, there are no results in the work that we do. Let's look at something else that that binds you and I together as children of God. We're going to look at rewards in verse 8. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. Let me stop right there just for a minute. I went to high school in Galena Park, Galena Park High School. And I, I um, just before I got there was the toughest time among Galena Park and North Shore. Galena Park Yellow Jackets and the North Shore Mustangs, I believe it is. And they were rivals. I kid you not. I believe it was the season of 1986 that an ambulance showed up to the game just as a precaution. I, I, I mean, rivals. They didn't, they didn't like one another. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. God's workers are not rivals. We have one interest, we have one aim, and we have one operation that we are working on together. And now we see something else that binds us together that the Holy Spirit is leading Paul to to write for us. And that is the subject of rewards. That's a good subject to talk about. That's just, uh, you know, that's something we all look forward to. You know, Jesus encourages us, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And now Paul is talking about rewards here. All of God's employees, if you will, shall be rewarded. And guess what? When workers are rewarded, I want you to consider these rewards that God is going to give to his people. And, 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 and when workers are rewarded, it will not be all about receiving more or less than someone else. 
That's not going to be the thought process that we have when we receive our rewards. It's not going to be, I got more than you or you got more than me. Rewards in heaven, it is not a competition between us. I have a pastor friend and it's been some years ago, so I don't mind saying it. I won't say his name, so I'm not gossiping. He's, but he said, Brother Kenneth, I, I have this problem. And, and I, it's, it's all just in my flesh. It's, it's the natural man. It's, it's the a carnality that tries to come out of me. And that is, nobody is going to outserve me. I have that problem, Brother Kenneth. You know, God doesn't judge and dole out His rewards by comparison. He's, he's not going to compare Caleb to Jason and their works and decide the rewards from that. It's not going to be any competition whatsoever. God rewards based on obedience and faithfulness. Faithfulness to where He has called us. That is what He is going to base our rewards on. And that makes it an even playing field for every single one of us as God's workers. There are no big I's and little U's in service to God. God's precise grounds for rewarding is not going to be based on how much we do, but what we're doing that He has called us to do. Notice what it says. Every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. So as we consider the rewards in heaven that we're going to receive for the things that we've done and the way God gives them out, helps us to focus on this even playing field that we are all on as God's people, as God's workers. But there's another little point. I'd like to shift gears for a second and, and consider something else concerning rewards. There are many people, I, the statistics scare me. We're here and we're serving God and we're in the will of God by His grace. And I hope to always be right in the will of God. Statistics say that there are people quitting on God every day. That they're dropping out of serving God all the time. And, and, and a reason that is given for a lot of people that drop out of serving God is there are no clear results of the work that I'm doing. So I get discouraged, I get disappointed, I get burned out, and I quit. God's never guaranteed that we're going to see the results of what we're doing. Granddaddy used to go up to East Texas and he, he preached revivals in a little country church. I don't know if it was Alto or exactly where it was, but 
He'd go up every year. And he went up one year and he preached a revival. He preached Monday through Friday. He preached every night of the week. Five times they met for revival service. And there was always evangelism mixed into the message. And nobody even darted the aisle all week long. He comes back to church, his home church, on Sunday morning. And everybody says, how did the revival go? Ugh, he's discouraged. I don't know what happened 40 years later after that revival meeting in the family. Maybe someone passed away or something. But he received a phone call from his cousin in California. And they were talking about whatever subject they had on their mind. And then he said, he said, hey, there's something I want to tell you. Remember when I came down and, and went to the, I was in town and I went to the revival meeting where you were preaching. Yeah, I remember that. Well, you put me in touch with the Lord that night I was there. And I've been back in California serving the Lord in a little Baptist church for 40 years. He left that revival week discouraged. And Jesus saved somebody that was sitting right in front of him. And I don't know why he didn't tell everybody the great news of what had happened. But he was saved right then. See, he was preaching up here and somebody out there, all of their sins were washed away. And they met the Lord Jesus Christ in their heart. And they knew that heaven was their home. They were no longer at enmity with God. They had made peace with God justified by faith. And he was discouraged. Don't quit. Don't quit. You are not guaranteed the results of the work that you do. You're not guaranteed to see them clearly. But you are guaranteed rewards in heaven for your faithfulness. Will you be faithful to the Lord and not drop out? Praise God for the rewards that we're going to have. But let's start closing this up in... In verse 9, let's look at our revolving. Everything revolves back around to God. Verse 9, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. We For we are laborers. I've used that word a few times tonight in talking about us as servants of God, as workers of God, as laborers of God. And now the scripture calls us laborers and we see it here in the word of God. Laborers, the heavenly work of God done by faithful human labor. Praise God, we have such a privilege to be used by Him that we can do the work of heaven. Well, I just mentioned a minute ago that that Brandon has gone through so much training to become a fireman, Manny. I mean, he's almost there. And um, at his graduation ceremony, there was a man that had been a firefighter for some 30 years, and he was the speaker for the occasion and considering the occasion and what it was about, I thought he did a really great job. And he looked at all 30 something graduates over there that hadn't dropped out, that had stuck it out to the end. And he said, he said a lot of things, 
one thing he said was, you will have the most rewarding job in the world. And, and I have a lot of respect for firemen and police officers. I'll admit I just, I didn't when I was young. I don't know if I was just dumb or didn't think about them. I didn't have an appreciation. Maybe, maybe you in your 20s, uh, you have a relative or someone close and you can appreciate something like that. I, I just didn't. But as I'm growing older, I have a great appreciation for those who serve in our armed forces, for those policemen, those firemen, those people that are giving of themselves and sacrificing for our protection and to help you and I. But I tell you what, when it comes down to the most important thing that you and I can do, that you and I can be. Look, servants of God are assistants in the greatest work on earth. There's no greater or more important institution than the Lord's church, and there's nothing greater that you can do than serving the Lord. And as I say it that way, we probably feel maybe very inadequate, maybe underqualified for what we get to do. But notice what it says. We're laborers. We are laborers together with God. We are laboring under God. And He is laboring through us. And He is laboring in us. And He is laboring with us. He is there and He is helping us to do everything that we are called to do for Him. We are God's husbandry. That husbandry speaks of a cultivated land. I I really, I really like the cultivating work of God and, and being in it. I'm thankful that He cultivated my hard heart and, and opened it up. And He's in the saving business and He saved my soul and He, he saves others and, and He uses us to, in the work of ministering the gospel to others so that they can be saved. But we're not just a husbandry, we're, we're God's husbandry. We're a spiritual farmhand tilling in God's field out in the world. Praise God for that. And He's doing it in us and He's doing it through us. We are God's laborers. We are God's husbandry. We are God's building. You understand how Paul just took a back seat and he, and he exalted our Father and the power of our Father and the, and the working of our Father in us and through us. And our Father in heaven is the only one that brings about the results from any work that we do. It's all glory to God. We all have that in common that God God is working in the Amon, the Awana ministry and God is working in this Sunday school class and He's producing the fruit in that Sunday school class. And as we meet for worship, God is bringing about whatever results come down to the, to the front to pray or, or the one that trusts in Christ as Savior. God brings about that fruit and it's all about Him. 
And it's all for his glory. And he's to get all the praise. And he unifies us. And he brings harmony to the people of God who are working hard for him and working in different areas. He brings us all together. When it's about the laborer, there's division and that's carnal. When it's about the Lord of the laborer, there's union and that's spiritual. We can close with, with considering that there is, a, there is a, a constant meditation that you and I can have and the different things we do and the diversity that we have and all that we do. That God, that it would be nothing without God. And that keeps us from having division. Ye are God's husbandry. Let me ask you tonight. If, has that cultivation process truly happened in your heart? That God has drawn you to Him. Shown you your sin before him that offends him. And you've had that day on the calendar of life, that time in your life where you trusted in Jesus Christ to save you from your sins. Have you had that day? Uh, because there can be, there can be a, a name in the, in the membership role. You could have even, even been baptized. You could even be doing things in the church. But God is faithful to show you and I whether we're saved or not. I followed what the preacher said when I was young and I, I thumbs up, thought I was good. God was, and I remember saying, what if, what if I'd have died? I, I really thought I was all right with God. Well, you didn't die, Kenneth, and God was faithful to show you that you hadn't been saved. You know, before, before I was saved, I went out on visitation. I didn't lead anything at all at church, but I just asked, can I come to this leaders meeting? I mean, I've been in the world with people in the world and I've been I probably stabbed people in the back and I know I've been stabbed in the back and I, I was getting sick and tired of it. And I went around these this different group of people and I thought, man, they're nice. I like hanging out with these people. This is good. And I was just and I was going through the motions for a while out knocking on doors. Come on. Come on to church down here with us. Let, let me do this one. Yeah. You want to come to church with me? God was faithful to show me, though, that I had, I had not had his blood wash away my sins. I had not met Jesus within. As we talk about unity and service, I tell you what, something that can divide things up worse than any is someone that, you know, it's, it's easy to slip by and and uh, say the right things and slip into slip into the membership and and start doing things and start uh, going through the motions of some work. But you really haven't you, you really aren't God's husbandry. Your heart has not been cultivated. You you have not trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Your heart's been hard over something and you've gone through something in, in your life and maybe you blamed God. People say, I don't believe in God. Well, that's not it. They're mad at God. And, but, but God will soften that heart. No matter what we've been through in life, God, God, God will show us His love, show us His faithfulness, show us the sacrifice of His Son 
for all of our sins. And we're going to give you that opportunity here in, here in just a second. We, we don't have to have someone the, leading the singing. We can just have a piano playing. And so we're going to go to the Lord in a word of prayer. And, and I don't know what might be on your heart tonight. I, I don't know why this message was on my heart tonight. But I believe God laid it on my heart. So you do as, as God would have you to do. Could we all go to the Lord in prayer? Father God, we come before you tonight. Lord, I want to thank you for you, the, the, the richness of your word, Father. I want to thank you, dear God, for the wisdom that we can walk in as we serve you, Lord. I thank you for a, a church that serves you here, Lord. And I ask your blessings upon all those servants. I pray that you renew their strength, dear God, and over and over, Father, and that we would continue being encouraged that you're the one that brings about results. You give the increase, dear Father. And Lord, there are treasures, there are rewards for those who faithfully serve you. I want to thank you as I just try to consider what it's going to be like for you in eternity, with you in eternity, Father, and the, and the rewards you're, you're going to grant us and, and forever with you. We thank you, dear God, for your people that are here tonight. And Lord, for those, or maybe one, or however many that do not know the saving grace of, of meeting you in their heart. Dear God, I pray they would know your Son as their personal Lord and Savior. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.